0: One two three. Will Travel presented by Vintage Guitar Magazine with your host, me, James Patrick Regan, otherwise known as Jimmy from the Deadlies. And today I'm speaking with guitarist and educator Guthrie Trapp. Guthrie was one of the legendary guitarists that played with the Don Kelly band at Roberts Western World on South Broadway in Nashville, and also toured and tours with Patty Loveless, Jerry Douglas, and John Owens. He's one of the first guitarists doing online lessons. And in our candid conversation, Guthrie gives us his wisdom and philosophy as a working and successful guitarist with his own business strategy. We cover COVID effects on Nashville and Guthrie catching COVID and gigs and sessions during covid and where he's at now that things are opening up teaching lessons during pre-covid and during covid and how that saved him financially and why it's a little late for anyone considering starting teaching online now how social media is important to his career how he started working with artist works lessons being asked by billy gibbons to be a special guest to perform at his lifetime achievement award how he got the gig with don kelly at roberts western world losing the gig with don kelly Growing up in Pensacola, Florida, and what he listened to and played as a kid, playing with Patti Loveless, Jerry Douglas, and John Oates. He's working on a Nashville guitar emergence experience to really experience what Nashville is all about. We also cover some of Guthrie's business philosophies. You can find out more about Guthrie and get lessons, CDs, and everything else at his website, GuthrieTrap.com. That's G-U-T-H-R-I-E-T-R-A-P-P.com. He's also very active on social media, including YouTube. Please like, comment, and most of all, share this podcast. I'd really appreciate it. And please support Vintage Guitar Magazine because it's a fantastic magazine and because they do so much for us guitar players. Here's Guthrie hey buddy hey how are you
1: guthrie oh i'm doing pretty good man how are you
0: i'm doing fine thank
1: you thank you for asking where are you at well i'm at my house right now uh, my parents are here and uh, oh. my dad's birthday today oh. we got to go down <laughs> going downtown to play a gig at seven. Oh, really at my buddy's restaurant slash bar down there and so that'll be fun uh, your house is in nashville uh yeah i'm in uh beautiful sunny east nashville tennessee all right very good right across right across the river from bachelorette central exactly crown zero
0: (laughs) home of the the mobile bar
1: (laughs) you wouldn't you wouldn't believe this shit going on down there right now man oh my god a lot different from when i got my start playing at roberts twenty
0: years ago exactly uh in in, uh did did covid affect nashville lower broadway at all
1: well yeah, it did. It 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 shut it down, you know, uh obviously completely for a while mm-hmm. uh and then and then it started to come back a little bit as you know, Tennessee, of course we're in the south, so things are a little bit uh different so so to speak yeah, yeah, and yeah. so you know everything was just kind of ebbing and flowing and changing constantly here. I mean, the mayor was trying to do the best he could. Sure. You know, between him and the governor battling back and forth, and you know, he would open stuff up, and then they'd have to close it back down, yeah, and we just, yeah. we just, it, it, I, I, just stopped trying to keep up at at one point. I was just <laughs> like, man, you know. But yeah, they, but yeah, they shut down for a while, then they open back up. Now uh, <laughs> it's pretty much back to being kind of wide open. I mean, uh, I know the, our our deal here now is May fourteenth is back to one hundred percent capacity, and then June first, no masks at all. Oh wow wow good for you guys uh-huh.
0: <laughs> that's great well
1: we'll we'll see what happens i mean i had i got i went down to new orleans about a month ago and uh-huh. was all geared up to do all this recording and stuff and a bunch of gigs and stuff and i got covid three days after i got down there oh no so i rode that out for 10 days did my quarantine at a buddy's guest house in uptown uh-huh. uh not far from the maple leaf bar and uh-huh sat there for 10 days and uh, played acoustic guitar and watched uh netflix and then just got o- got over it and then uh-huh. three days later got food poisoning oh no <laughs> so i said after that i was like i'm getting the fuck out of here i'm going back to nashville uh, which affected? So drove back but...
0: <laughs> what affected you most the food poisoning or the covid
1: uh, uh the, the, the covid was not cool i mean it, you uh-huh. know i've definitely felt worse but i've definitely felt better it was like a a strange kind of medium version of the flu. Okay. All right. You know, so I never really thought I needed to go to the hospital or anything like that. Not even really close to that. Yeah. And so I just needed to rest up, but I did have some symptoms. I had like, you know, fever, chills for a couple of days. Then that went away. Then I got a sore throat. Then that went away. Then I got a, I lost my sen- uh, sense of taste and smell for about two and a half days. And then that came right back. So, oh, wow. I lucked out really by, by, you know, even though I had, you know, a bunch of symptoms, I, nothing lasted that long, you know?
0: Uh-huh. Well, that's good. And
1: and now I'm, now I feel like I'm pretty much back to a hundred percent, whatever that is. <laughs> whatever
0: that <means. laughs> and the gig that you're playing tonight, how, how recently, have you been doing gigs the whole
1: time or? Well, no, I, you know, I, I, it's weird 2020 which i'm sure we'll get into a minute but in a minute but 2020 was actually a pretty pretty bizarre year as far as the whole thing goes you know uh with the online education thing that i got involved with and you know social media embracing that years and years ago which thank god i did Uh i'm sure like i said i'm sure we'll get into that a little bit but but um I didn't play. I played less gigs and less sessions than I probably ever have in my life. Well, yeah, as long as I can remember. And yeah. my first gigs when I was a kid were around, you know, twelve years old. Uh, and I've, I've, I've never played less guitar in public or on sessions than 2020. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Of course.
0: <laughs> yeah, of
1: course. And so I did do about eight or ten sessions, and I did play about maybe three. Official live gigs. We did, uh, we did a couple of things just for fun on my buddy's one of my buddy's boats here. We, he's got a big boat, so we went out and did a couple sunset cruises just for fun. And then I did a John Oates Christmas special uh-huh. that Dave Pomeroy does here every year, and that was all, of course, you know, videotaped and masked up. We no no live audience, and then there was a couple other little things that we did, but nothing, nothing crazy. And then about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Some stuff started opening back up. Rudy's Jazz Club started doing some some stuff. They had a we played the first, we were the first band to play there. Oh wow! For their for their re grand reopening party that was um, a couple Fridays ago, and uh-huh. and then I started getting calls, you know, to play all these gigs, and so, um, yeah, things are starting to open back up. I'm playing Kitchen Downtown every Thursday every uh, Thursday from here on out, and then. Um, every wednesday at third and Lindsay for at nine o'clock we put a great band together me jimmy wallace uh-huh. nick govrick uh josh hunt and three horns wow and so we're gonna do a bunch of that stuff and yeah you know i told my parents earlier I you know i really don't even want to play music with anybody i don't know anymore oh yeah of course you know i just want to play with my friends and make let it be fun and easy and, yeah. and- no pressure and and you know that's kind of a you know kind of an awful thing to say, but I think everybody understands like now at this point, you know, I don't, I I would rather go do a gig like I'm doing tonight for free. Uh than have to go play with a bunch of people that I don't know and learn a bunch of new songs that I might might not be that crazy about. And then, I'm in a pretty good spot now, where I can kind of really pick and choose what I do. I feel like I'm almost kind of semi-retired after this past year, <laughs> because I worked I worked ninety percent less, but made more money than I ever have in my life in 2020.
0: Oh, really? And and that's mostly from the online
1: lessons. That was from online lessons, man. Private Skype and Zoom lessons. Uh huh. And then the main the main one was the partnership that I developed about six years ago with Artist Works. Uh huh. And so that kept me afloat man because I could sit in my house in front of the video camera and and, <laughs> and and do and in front of Skype and Zoom which you know I was grateful really really grateful to have gotten that sure going before you know the news of a pandemic was even you know a figment of our imagination oh yeah the that- uh, but but then now like now I've got people, a bunch of people, older guys calling me. I had a guy call me yesterday and you know, I mean, these are like the, the cats in town, a lot of really great musicians in town and they're calling me going, Hey man, how do I get involved in this online teaching? And, sure. and I'm, I'm like, yeah, man, look, I'll, I'll come meet you for a beer or coffee or whatever. And I'll give you the whole rundown. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, man, <laughs> it, it's too late. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're getting, a, you're getting a little bit kind of a, you know, too, too, too late of a start yeah. right now because sure. it's just timing-wise, it, it's not ideal. I mean, a lot of these guys now are, you know, they really don't understand how important social media is. These guys are older. Yeah. And, man, I hate to say it, man, mm-hmm. because, listen, if I wasn't a musician making a living, you know, one of my big income streams from doing that and, and really hustling – you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be on that shit at all. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But the fact that I am, you know, in, in you know, basically, let's face it, man, musicians are self-employed, mm-hmm. and so we have to get out there and promote ourselves. I mean, I, you know, I would love to have somebody going him, 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 and me not having to go me, me, me. Yeah, yeah. But until somebody does that, or or the odd chance that that somebody does do that, I yeah. mean, I I'm at this point, I'm not worried about what my peers in Nashville think of me. I'm worried about what the you know you know, 800 million other people in the world that are going to, you know, help me make a living think oh, yeah. you, you really got it. And I, and that doesn't mean that my integrity and my, my love of music and the respect I have for music is, is getting diluted or, or diminished or watered down or, or um, disrespected or anything like that. It just means that, man, I'm starting to finally kind of see how this works. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a bunch of people that, that, that might think, that self-promotion and using the internet and social media and posting about your guitars and (laughs) doing these little teaser videos and stuff, they might think that that's considered selling out or it's not, um, it's not humble and not, you know, like, you know, and, and, and I think a lot of people think that, you know, that the struggle, is part of it well like guess what man i'm tired of fucking struggle i did that shit when i was 20 (laughs) years old i don't want to struggle i grew up you know i grew up in a family that that was you know extremely incredible but we didn't have a lot of money man you know my mom and dad were you know they worked uh, construction and a little you know office jobs and stuff and Mm -hmm. you know i didn't grow up with any money and man you know i've learned how to play music the, the 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 way that that I'm extremely proud of. Now I didn't go to any kind of music school or take lessons or anything like that. I learned how to play music after school with my uncle. Luckily Uh my mom and dad had incredible taste in music
2: Uh
1: and I was around it before I even left the womb. They were going to festivals and I, you know, and so I think that's a big part of it, man. I mean, if you're around it when you're a kid, uh, if you're lucky enough to be around it when you're a kid and you're, and it's getting into your bones and your blood, you know, yeah. I think I think you're destined to be able to, to have some some rhythm and, and to be able to hear what music is supposed to sound like and, and, and the feel and the soul of it. I mean that's the part you can't teach unfortunately and oh, that's yeah. why there's only a, that's why there's only a handful of guys on the planet that can make a living doing it.
0: Exactly exactly. you know I, when, how did you I got a couple questions for you. <laughs> uh, first off, the clubs that you're playing? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. Third and Lindsley is a is a you know re- yeah. very popular venue here. Sure, of course. You know, <laughs> and course. so um, and but, so that's on Wednesdays at nine. Yeah.
0: Let, let me ask you this though is it is it lucrative? Is it is it you know tips only or or are they paying you outright?
1: Well, it's it's all across the board. I mean, you know, basically you're doing a deal with the door. Uh-huh. You know, and they're and like if we play Rudy's Jazz Club, that's like a twenty dollar cover charge. Mm-hmm. And then I think Third and is more like a ten dollar cover charge. And then the the place that I'm playing tonight is free, sure. Because our our bass player owns it. He's a, oh. he's, a, great, he's, a he's a great chef, and so he's got a place called Kitchen Downtown. And, uh-huh. and he's a really he's a really cool guy. He was in that band. Uh, he was one of the founder founding members of uh, Trigger Hippie, oh, of and course. he had some, he, he had some other bands in Nashville. He's a great dude. Great family. Love his mm-hmm. family, and so he's got this restaurant. And so we're going to go down there and play some music, man. Sure. And, and, um, and so, but that we're doing that for him, you know, because we want to help his restaurant succeed.
0: And
1: so like, if somebody called me right now and said, Hey man, we're going to pay you a hundred bucks to come play down on Broadway. I would go, man, I, I thank you so much for asking me, but it, it's, I'm not, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it.
2: Yeah. You know, I would rather <laughs> have dinner
1: with my family. I'd rather go have dinner with my family and, and and spend two hundred dollars, then then go down and play a four hour gig on Broadway. Just you know, not because I'm too good to do it, but because I've already done. I've did that for four years yeah. with the best band down there. Exactly. exactly. That was twenty years ago.
2: Uh huh. Uh
1: huh. And and I you know I don't want to. I, I just want to go play music that I that I that I like to play with people that I love. Yeah, I got that. I got it. And that's about it. I mean, so somebody told me a long time ago. They said. And this kind of goes for, you know, I'm, I'm realizing that, that everything that we've tried to think is so special and unique about the music business, it really applies to every business that you're in, you know, sure. all the all the relationship equity and the all the interpersonal shit that we go through. It's all the same, no matter if you're a lawyer or whatever you are doing so, mm-hmm. but what I, this guy told me a long time ago, he goes, look, man, he goes, you're going to learn that it has to at least be two out of three things. It's either got to be good money, good music or good people. Yeah. And and he and he goes if you're hitting on all three he goes you're doing good well I've been very very lucky to, to hit not only on all three of those most of my life but you know the fourth one that I throw in is comfortable travel uh, <laughs> 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 comfortable travel com- com- like accommodations and good food yeah and so you know if you're hitting on all five of those good people good money good music comfortable travel and good food (laughs) if you're hitting those which usually you can do and so i've been very fortunate to be able to have have that going so man i you know i got no complaints whatsoever Mm -hmm. you know i've been the luckiest dude in town you know i probably know less about music than anybody here but (laughs) it's it's working because you know getting back to the education thing for a minute my lack of knowledge has paid off because Uh it's my ability to be able to teach people in a concrete way that i learned very hands-on and jump up and jump up approachable jump up and sit in at a bar get your hands dirty get into the engine room and start figuring out what works um you know reading a bunch of stuff out of a book or learning a bunch of stuff off a piece of paper is just not ever going to do it unless you start getting in and start jumping in and making music whether you have you know, I was lucky to have an uncle to play with after school. Uh-huh. Um, lucky to have my parents took me at all these picking parties when we were playing bluegrass and like people sitting in and just learning, you know, the the more inexperienced younger players would sit at the outer circle. And then the, the, the more, you know, the, the, the hot guys were like sitting on the inner circle. And sure. as you as the years as the years go by, the guys from the outside starts come start, you know, hopefully start moving into the center a little bit more. Yeah, of course. And so that's a pretty amazing way to, to learn, you know, and, and uh, jazz and bluegrass kind of, you know, people would think they're jazz guys would never want to admit it, but they're really very similar in the way that you play where the way you learn how to play, you learn instrumental music with heads and melodies Uh and and stuff and and you improvise over top of it. I mean, that's just, and the guys that are playing fast and clean are considered the best guys and the ones that are sloppy might need a little bit of work, you know? So yeah, exactly. it's just kind of, it's interesting how those two things are so parallel, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: The, but, uh, uh, the artist works, did they approach you um, way back when? I know six years ago yeah. or do How did, yeah, how did you hook call- up with those guys?
1: They called me. I was out in Arizona sitting, uh, I was actually out of the, sitting at a pool somewhere in Arizona. I <laughs> used to date a girl from out there. I think we were in Tucson. And I just got a call from Homespun Videotapes, okay. VHS yeah. Learning. Remember all those Homespun tapes? Oh, yeah, of course. Tapes?
0: Absolutely. I'm that old.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. So, so, so like Happy Trom or Artie Trom or, uh-huh.
0: yeah.
1: or one of these guys, it might have been one of their sons, they called and they were like, hey, man, we really want you to do like a three-part Telecaster series with us. And, of course, I was like, shit, I learned a ton of stuff from your videos. I'm flattered, you know, yeah. of course, let's talk about it. And, man, I was almost about to sign with them. And literally it might have been it might have been later later that day or the next day an artist works called and uh-huh. this and this guy goes, he goes, Man, please don't sign with them. Wow. And here's why. <laughs> and I said I said, Why? And you know, tell me. And I said, I, of course I want to hear it. And he goes, blah blah blah, he gave me the whole story. Uh-huh. I looked him up, I saw who was teaching there, and I thought, Man, this is this is what I need to do and I'm so glad I did, not knocking homespun at all, but yeah they didn't really keep up with with technology sure you know? <laughs> yeah exactly. and, so, and so the artist works guys had this video exchange thing they're all online curriculum the heads of the company the, the ceo and and uh her husband are are you know financial geniuses they've they've you know were extremely successful on wall street and other uh-huh. ventures and you know they live out in napa california that's where the place is based and i'm like man all these things are lining up so um and they're great people man these guys are amazing people uh, mm-hmm. i love them we're friends uh you know we, we go to their house they come to mine we drink wine together
2: <laughs>
1: and they're just great they're great people man and, and the people that they've got on the on the uh faculty are amazing brian sutton nathan east mike marshall tony County, who lives over here in my neighborhood Uh huh. they've just got a bunch of great a great uh, teachers and that was one of the big selling points when I saw Brian Sutton and some of these other guys on there I thought man if these guys th- look man Brian Sutton is not going to mess with anything unless it's top notch he doesn't sure. need to yeah
2: exactly
0: Exactly. and
1: so when I saw those guys and I called Brian and, and I called you know Tony Trishkin and a couple other guys and I said hey man what's this deal with Artisworks and they had nothing but good things to say and so I did it now I'm one of the top teachers I'm like the number four or five top teachers with them <laughs> yeah thanks happened. I just did my one thousandth uh, video exchange with those guys, wow. and so that was uh, that was pretty good. That was like a little milestone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a bunch of stuff going on, man. I got some good momentum going on. Um, if people... had a Washington Post article about artist works in the uh-huh. well, actually, the Washington Post article was about online education. So it was uh-huh. me and Rick Biata, Kirk Fletcher, sure, uh, a couple guys like that on there, and then uh, the. the Coolest email I got after I survived COVID was uh, I got back to Nashville and I haven't I hadn't looked at anything for like a week. I, I didn't even look at my phone except for letting my mother know I was still alive. <laughs> and um, and so I um, I got back here, went to my favorite little coffee shop. I'm sitting outside. It's a beautiful day. And I was like, well, shit, man, it's about time I start going through some of these emails that are two weeks old. And
2: uh-huh.
1: and so I'm scrolling down through you know, lessons and shit and blah, blah, blah. And I'm looking at all this stuff. And then I get this, I see this, uh, uh, subject line that says Billy Gibbons in it. And I go, well, what the hell is this? You know? And so <laughs> I've read through it and I thought, I thought, man, you know, what is just like some kind of, is this like somebody telling me about his new record or whatever? And I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. So I go, I look through it and it's, his uh this guy Martin Martin actually that's his producer musical director he sends uh-huh. me this email and he goes hey man Billy Gibbons wants to personally invite you to be a special guest with him on his lifetime achievement induction awards ceremony at wow. the Grand Ole Opry wow and I'm like, well, holy shit, I don't even really know Billy Gibbons. And so yeah. I went I met him one time, you know, here in Nashville and like for like at an amp one well, my buddy's amp shop, Todd Sharp. We uh-huh. we sat around and talked for a minute, played a little guitar. I didn't get his number or anything and we just left it left, you know. Yeah. And so then a fucking year later, two years later, I get this email. I I'm, I'm like, Holy oh, shit. So I call you know, I was like, Oh shit, this he sent this email on Sunday. I was like, This is a week ago, hopefully <laughs> Hopefully, I didn't blow it, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So I called him and texted him and emailed him all at once, and I, I was like, "I was like, hey man, look, I'm in. Just call me back." Yeah. <laughs> so he called me back, and we ended up talking for a long time. Great guy. And then he goes, "This was on a Friday," and he goes, "Well, man, or a Thursday." He goes, man, when can you jump on the phone with me and, and Billy?" And I go, "Well." Kind of busy Friday and Saturday. I said, How about Sunday? He goes, Perfect. So they they called Sunday, and I've just gotten out of the shower. I'm standing there in my underwear, <laughs> and of course, the phone rings, and it's bit, it's these two guys. So I'm sitting there going, Holy shit, if these guys only I knew, I'm standing here half naked in my bed <laughs> <bit> <laughs> talking to these guys about this gig. So I, I talked to those guys for like 45 minutes, man, and it was just the most incredible thing. I, you know, for him to, this is what always blows my mind, is I sit back and I go, you know at forty two years old right now I go man, it's cool that i've i'm, I'm I don't know shit at all uh-huh. but but I know a little bit you know I know enough now to where I can actually help some other people yeah, you know, and I know enough now and I'm okay and happy with where I'm at enough now to not you know to just do what i do and and that's okay, and I've seen enough feedback and, and heard enough music and live recordings and shit to know that, you know what, it's, it's pretty good and it's okay. And, uh-huh. and it's like, you know, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, I, I feel good to get out there and confident about, you know, not worried about it, what everybody else is thinking. And, and man, that's hard to do in Nashville. Cause we're surrounded by, I mean, all my best friends are the greatest musicians I know on the planet. Oh, yeah. yeah And it's like, man, I, you know, it, it, that, that little thing, that little you know, voice in your head or that little thing on your shoulder is always pushing you and poking you in Nashville, going, Hey man, don't 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 let your guard down here. Oh you yeah. still gotta you <laughs> still gotta keep your shit together. Damn straight. You know? Yeah. Don't don't go don't go you know, you can't rest on your laurels too much. You still gotta get out there and kick some ass, oh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so But but, you know, it feels good to be old enough now where I can kind of go, Okay, I know enough about this to where I'm not afraid to talk to somebody about it and give my opinion because I know it works. Yeah. And if somebody else and if and if somebody else doesn't agree with that way of teaching or, or that or that method, I just go, hey, man, that's cool. But this is what worked for me. Uh huh you know and these guys that i'm teaching man they love the fact that i'm not telling them to memorize every single note on the fingerboard before they do anything yep yep it's like man let's g- grab the guitar do something that sounds like music and let's go from there
0: sure sure you know yeah Can you so talk- like <laughs> i said my my
1: lack of knowledge has paid off uh-huh. by being able to describe in a concrete way in a and a visual and uh, audio audible way of of kind of approaching music, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I always say that, I always say this, I always say music is meant to be treated with a lot of respect, but not overthought. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Because trust me, you can overthink it to death.
0: Oh, there's, there's tons of people doing that. There's (laughs) plenty of people doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about, uh, about getting hooked up with Don Kelly and what was, what was that like? And who did you see in the audience when you're playing out at Robert's?
1: well yeah so i moved up here in the really early 2000s it was like 2001 i think Uh and uh, i was like 22 i think and um and i didn't know really anything i knew some people here some songwriters and stuff but they can't really you still got to pay your dues they can't really hire you for sessions and stuff because they're working with you know 15 other people and they're going well who's this kid you know and and so you're still kind of on your own even if you have some good contacts here. And so I didn't know what to do. And and I'd heard about this Don Kelly band because of of some local music store owners down in Pensacola, Florida. That's where I was born. And so Uh raised on the Alabama side, but, um, I'm like, man, you know, I I guess I'll go down to this place called Roberts and check out this band, you know? And so Mm -hmm. I I had an apartment on music row that I had for 500 bucks a month. And (laughs) I, I, I would drive every, Every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, for the most part, you know, at least most of those nights, I'd go down and stand in the doorway, drink beer, yeah, and and listen to Don and those guys. Uh-huh. And so, uh, you know, I started meeting them. You know, I talked to Don a little bit. Who was and, playing uh, guitar at that time? Johnny Howland was playing guitar at okay. that time. Wow, yeah, Fantastic. and so Johnny's playing, and and this is you know, five guitar players back at this point. Yeah, and so. Johnny was playing, and I, I met everybody, and Don, you know, I'd say, I'd, I'd say hey, man, Don, you know, I spooked here. I played in a band where we were doing a lot of this same style of music down on the Gulf Coast. I said, I can play this gig. I said, uh, if Johnny ever needs a sub, let me know. I'd love to do it sometime, you know. Uh-huh. And so he's like, oh, man, you know, we don't ever let anybody sit in and, and blah, blah, blah. He goes, well, thanks for coming out all the time, and, and you know, where are you from, by So I started getting to know. Uh-huh. So I did, that, I did that for what was probably – I don't know. It seemed like six months. It might have been three months. It might have been two months. I don't know. <laughs> it was a while. Yeah. And so, uh, and then, so eventually Don, uh, we ran into a, a mutual friend on the sidewalk and Don go, and the guy goes, Hey man, you, got, you you should let this kid get up and sit in sometime. And Don was like, really? He goes, yeah, we used to play at the songwriters festival on the Gulf coast, you know, blah, blah. And Don goes, no shit. He goes, all right, well, he goes next Sunday. Bring your guitar and 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 come on, come on down. You know, uh-huh. I remember that next Sunday. Uh-huh. It was snowing like crazy. The streets were iced over. Oh, Nobody yeah. <laughs> was out. There was like there was like two people sitting at the bar at Roberts. Uh-huh. You know, smoking some cigarettes and drinking PBR or something. Yep. And yep. uh, and so I walk in there. And uh, I didn't have even bring my Telecaster. I brought like this Guild hollow body because I knew at that point I was like, this guy loves the blues. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not taking the Telecaster. I said everybody in this band's played Telecaster. I said I'm taking my hollow body, mm-hmm. and he loved that. Oh, good. And so we just played like some shuffles and some jump blues stuff. Yeah. And, and he ate it up. He was like, man, this is so cool. I love that you play that. You love the blues and blah blah. blah. Yeah. And, um And so we got to know each other and. And then after sitting in a couple times down there, he goes, hey, man, Johnny's on his way out. He goes, if you want this gig, you can have it. And (laughs) I said, no. And I was like, no shit. So I said, of course, I said yes. And then the rest is history. I played down there with him for four years, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night for four hours every night. Wow.
0: That's fantastic.
1: And about a year into that gig or less, it might have been a little less, um, I started getting some work. I started getting some sessions. Word was out, you know, Uh like – If you join Don's band, it doesn't matter who you are, you're the new cat on the street at that point, (laughs) especially back then. like Nobody gives a shit down there now. I mean, it's all, there's not even any country music down there anymore for the most part. It's all, it's like going to Vegas. It's like all 80s rock and Journey and, you know, it's Bachelorette (laughs) Central and Uh the whole street has changed completely, except for Roberts and Layla's, they still do some Real country music and some uh, Americana and yeah. stuff like that. But of course, that's where I ended up because that's the music that I love and the music that I'm good at. Yeah. I'm not good at playing 80s rock because I don't like it. You, you know? don't want to play Sweet Child of Mine? No. <laughs> and so, <laughs> no. And so, you know, that's what I always say too. It's like, man, don't learn anything that you don't like because yeah. you're not going to be good at it. Yeah. If you don't like it, you're not going to be good at it. <laughs> and so uh if any if somebody wants me to come play on a pop country record I go man I, I'll come down there but I, you you called the wrong, I don't say it like this but dude you called the wrong person Sure You know sure. I, I I'm not good at it I don't have gear that even sounds like that Yeah and so it's real great to be comfortable with where you're at in the food chain, and I'm able to say that because I'm also making a really good living. Yeah. If I was if I was starving here, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Then you um, would. Be, then that, you would learn. Don't stop believing. Right. Yeah. I mean that. That really helps. That I, you know, it helps that everything's going my way. But, but uh, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. So
0: exactly but uh the guild was the guild uh starfire
1: no it was like it was called like an x-170 or something it wasn't really even it wasn't even really like a blues guitar but i was so young i didn't know what the hell was Uh going on Uh, yeah yeah and so
0: uh was there ever people in the audience that intimidated you did you know guitarists that you recognized and stuff like that
1: yeah yeah and i think i know where you're going with this but
0: uh, man. <laughs> good that's yeah. one of us that knows
1: where i'm going
2: <laughs> well
1: there was one night that was particularly uh uh a little bit uh intimidating and it took me about 30 seconds to get over it because i had to tell myself like look man what are you gonna do you have to keep playing
2: uh-huh.
1: what are you gonna do not play stop playing it's like no you're gonna play and that's it right so but i'm, I'm, I'm sitting up there one night and it's probably like a Friday or Saturday night. The place is packed. Mm-hmm. And I look down, and at the first table sitting in front of me is not only Brent Mason, but Brent Mason and Paul Franklin. Oh, man. <laughs> Both together. And so I go, oh, my God. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Is this some kind of rite of passage? You have to like not run out the door when these two guys show up? I no mean, kidding. okay. <laughs> and so I'm like, holy shit. So I was like, man you know, there, there we go. And so then I ended up becoming, you know, good friends with Brent and me and Paul have worked on a bunch of sessions together and all that kind of stuff. And he, he always says he loves playing with me. I don't know if he's just trying to be nice, but he always said, he goes, man, he goes, you always have really good tone. And he he goes, you always play really in tune, which I always think my guitars are always out of tune, but Uh he goes, man, you always play really in tune and, 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 uh, and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, whatever. But, um, I'm, you know, thrilled to be, part of the club i guess here and yeah. i mean getting to play with michael rhodes and chad cromwell and mm-hmm. all these amazing musicians oh, you, sure. you know some of my favorite being coming friends well i had a great conversation with Bukovac last night on the phone oh be- great being being able to being able to not be an a-list pop country session guitarist in nashville which i'm not
2: mm-hmm.
1: and but but to be able to have the respect of those guys and almost more respect than the other guys my age that are session players sure because they they're like, man, you, you know, you, we know you're not a session guy. You're more you're you're more of an artist because you've got, you know, because every guitar you pick up does you do sound like yourself. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not a, I've never been a chameleon because I didn't grow up playing a bunch of different uh, uh, cover songs. I didn't grow up listening to the Beatles or Led Zeppelin. Man, you know, and I didn't man. learn how to I didn't grow up learning to play um beatles songs and led zeppelin songs i didn't or classic rock or any of that stuff my my family didn't listen to that kind of music we didn't listen to the radio yeah yeah i was playing bluegrass and and country music and blues and uh, uh, vintage rock and roll sure new orleans funk some jazz kind of stuff but and that's why that my playing is the way it is it's it's because of of that background it, it's it, you know i didn't learn to play all these parts that everybody else grew up learning on the guitar yeah and i mean it, not not everybody i'm not saying that i'm a, a unicorn here but i am saying that it's a little bit different across the board because most guys when you ask them, you know, how did you start hey man, how did you start playing the guitar? Well, I heard Led Zeppelin and I started I'm just like Sure. No, well, I or, didn't hear Led I didn't hear Led Zeppelin. And kiss. then it's like Or Kiss. or they'll go or they'll go, Oh man, the first time I heard the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. Absolutely. Nope. <laughs> I didn't I, I never I never really even liked the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really, and I didn't really like Led Zeppelin. I mean, of course, now, now I get it. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course, this is fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. I still don't, I still am never going to turn on Led Zeppelin in my car when I want to hear music. Sure. Sure. And I've got friends in town that would crucify me if they heard me say that. (laughs)
0: They won't listen to this, I'm sure.
1: (laughs) And guess what, man? I don't put the Beatles on.
2: Uh Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, I I put on I put on Dire Straits and Mark Knopfler. And okay. I put on I put on Rod Cooter and I put on David Lindley and I put on uh, Buena Vista Social Club and and uh, Pancho uh, Sanchez and uh, Tito Puente yeah. and I put on West Montgomery and I put on, you know, Merle Haggard or oh, I yeah. put on Buck Owens or I put on uh, Sam Bush or Bela Fleck or Tony Rice or, yep. you know, whatever or I'll put on. Lake Street Dive or or you know Die Antworth from South Africa that's the most insane shit you ever heard yeah but those are only like late night two or three o'clock in the morning playlists <laughs> but you know I mean man I I just it's at this point I, I finally am really comfortable in my own skin
0: yeah at at Roberts how did it work did was it a house amp or or did you bring in the amp how did how did was it a backline or or did, and you show up with a guitar and pedal board, or how'd that work?
1: No, we had to sl- schlep our our gear in every night. So oh, did you? back then, back then I was able to park right on the street. Back then you could park right on the street in front uh-huh. of Robertson. Uh-huh. You could get lucky. Now you can't even no. you can't even park on the street. They've got it all barricaded off, yeah. and it looks like it's it looks like the Vegas Strip down there now. Sure, <laughs> but uh, we, we truly have become Nash Vegas. And, but um,
2: <laughs> but
1: I embrace it, you know. Yeah. Um. But um, yeah, so I, I used to take a old. I still have this amp. I've had it since I was a teenager. Uh, it's a '66 Pro Reverb, Blackface Pro Reverb, uh-huh. and that amp is awesome, man. Yeah, My yeah. favorite amp. Of course, nobody lets me use it anymore because it's so loud. loud yeah. Yeah. Including Don Kelly. And so, <laughs> the night that I he says he fired me, I say I quit. Every <laughs> guitar player says that. Yeah. And so, but what really happened was is, is he goes man, you got to bring the Deluxe Reverb tomorrow night. And I go, Don, I can't bring the Deluxe Reverb. I said, there's no low end. I said, there's not enough clean headroom to play this gig with that amp in Roberts. Yeah. And he goes, well, don't come back tomorrow night if you don't have the Deluxe Reverb. And I go, Don, I guess I'm done here, brother. I said, I'm not. I said, I can't do it. I said, I, it doesn't sound good to me. I can't keep doing it. And, of course, this was the last day of year four. Dude, I was fucking burned out. Uh-huh. They were tired of me and I was tired <laughs> of them, man. And and just the gig. I mean, I couldn't go down there and play one more night at Roberts. I was gonna go jump off the bridge somewhere. I mean, I was <laughs> at that point, four years in, yeah, I could play that gig with a, with my hands tied behind my back. And <laughs> I'd walk in, me and the bass player both, we'd walk into Roberts, walk up to the bar before i even set up my gear i'd have two shots of maker's mark and two Shiner box
2: wow. <laughs>
1: before i even set up my gear and this is embarking on a 4 hour gig where we're not allowed to leave the stage we had oh, yeah. to stand this so by so by the end of the by the end of the night at the last i mean i could barely hold my guitar <laughs> by the end of, by the end of the night you know
2: yeah.
1: whatever but i mean you know it Just got to that point where man, I give gigs about anywhere from two to four years. Uh-huh. I don't care how good it is, I don't care if you're playing with sting, <laughs> you know well, maybe maybe if you're playing with sting, if you're making that <laughs> money, that kind of money, but yeah. dude, I'm, I'm going to tell you something right now. You ask any musician on the planet, and he's going to tell you after you know anywhere from two to four years, you're burned out. Yeah. you're ready to do something else. Because if you're a truly creative person and you're feeling playing music, you have to have something else. Yeah. You have to do something else. You're burned. You can't do any. I couldn't play those songs another way. I, I tried it all.
2: Yeah.
1: You yeah. know, and so I mean, that gig was amazing. It changed my life, and it was fantastic. Yeah. for For years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just got to where, man. I mean, you're dude. You're playing wednesday thursday friday and saturday from six to ten every night for four years yeah yeah i mean dude i had to get out of there
0: yep and were you doing sessions during the day
1: well yeah so what happened was is like i was gonna I, i meant to tell you this so about a year about a year or less of being on don's gig i started getting some outside work and so i got I got the Patty Loveless gig. I toured with her for 6 or 7 years, oh, overlapping wow. with Jerry Douglas. Oh wow. Jerry I started touring with Jerry Douglas very shortly after I moved here, 2 or 3 years after I moved here. Mm-hmm. Played on a bunch of his records. We opened up for Paul Simon all over the place. Wow. Traveled all over the world. Got to hang out with Steve Gadd every day and all the African musicians he had with him. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh <laughs> and so all that, you know, and so, yeah. you know, Patty was great, yeah. you know. She was amazing to to, to play with. Really learn how to play that music, and then, yeah. you know, all those things. And, and and at that time, I mean, all through the all those years of twenty years of being here, I just kept learning, learning, yeah. learning, learning. Yeah. And not so much not so much learning on purpose, but just learning by doing. You know, yeah. oh yeah, learning by the sheer experience of going out and playing gig after gig after gig after gig (laughs) on the road with Patty and doing sessions and records with her and working with Jerry Douglas for six or seven years on and off and playing on a bunch of his records and learning that it's okay to get out and push yourself to the very edge of the stage. And if you yeah. keep from, and, and, and then try to keep yourself from falling off you know <laughs> when you were like, when you were out on the road
0: who who was their fill-in at robert's
1: uh man i don't even know uh he had uh <laughs> he had a couple guys I, I, man i don't know who he was he'd use like kenny vaughn sometimes okay. oh yes yeah. and then like a guy named porter mcclister he'd You're use sure. you gotta uh, J, J, jd probably at okay. some point uh-huh. i don't know and then, so so when i left then all the the, the, the other young young cats started coming through, right? Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah. Uh, the best one of them being, for many reasons, in my opinion, is the one that was there until Don quit at his height of of everything down there. He got out in a really classy way, man. When he saw that, that the pandemic was about to shut everything down, yeah. he got out. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't going to go out with four people sitting in the audience. He went out when Broadway was blowing up completely blown up
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. and he quit and he got out yeah. i was like man he went out with a bang he got out while everything was on top luke yeah. was playing in the band yeah. luke McCreary, this kid he's yeah. really yeah. good fantastic he's really good and he's a really cool guy he's a friend of mine he's uh-huh. really really cool um he's my favorite of any of those guys okay good yeah nice. absolutely hands down and for for like i said just between me and you for a lot of reasons but um not gonna go into any of that but um <laughs> but uh but yeah man i mean just you know that gig i think was a a, a definite like you know uh, definitely something like you know yeah it was definitely something that def that that, that changed my trajectory in this town yeah you know it it, it, it kind of shot me up you know, it gave me a really a really good boost, you yeah. know. Are, are, and, apart from
0: John Oates, are there major artists that are seeking you out to, uh, to you know, do road work?
1: Well, not in a while because of the obviously COVID, this yeah. past <laughs> year. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the, la- the latest thing that's been the most flattering is the Billy Gibbons thing. Sure. Um, yeah. And because of, like I was going to say earlier, man, of all the people that that guy could call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how does he find me? I mean, he could have called. <laughs> Anybody. anybody i mean the only, guitar, the only guitar players that are doing this thing with him are me and vince gill and brad paisley damn
0: that's, you that's know? quite a
1: lineup right there yeah so he's got um so he's got like uh you know he's got some other people dwight Yoakum and does and some other people on there you'll see the list jimmy vaughn and some, wow. yeah yeah jimmy vaughn i keep forgetting about jimmy vaughn i don't know because <laughs> i guess because it's i'm thinking about the country guys but It'll be interesting, man, for sure, because we're doing something completely different that you'll see if you watch that show. It'll be on MTV, Fox, uh-huh. uh, Access Television, oh, iHeartRadio. Uh-huh. There's a couple of other ones, too. But that's going to be pretty cool, of oh, course. And then yeah, great. Uh, I don't know what else is going on, man. I'm just there's a bunch of stuff that I that I'd like to do. I'm, I'm working on this uh, Nashville Guitar Immersion Experience thing that I'm that I'm. You know, really wanting to get going. I, I, we were going to do it last year, and then of course, you know, everything fell apart with uh-huh. COVID. But, but um, that's something that I really want to do, like um, like a camp
0: for for guitarists.
1: Well, yeah, I don't want to say too much about it because okay. because <laughs> we we haven't really we hadn't said anything to the public about it yet. I've just been leaking a few little things out that it's an idea that we're, we are going to do. Uh-huh. We just, you know, I don't want to put a timeline on it because that puts me under a lot of pressure. Sure, 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 sure. And so, and I want to do it right. This is going to be a real. This is going to be more of a almost a. Um, it's going to be definitely revolve around guitar education and guitar clinic type premise, but uh-huh. we're going to incorporate life's Nashville lifestyle because I get tons of people that email me about where to eat, where to eat here, where to sure. drink here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because I'm, I mean, I'm 42. I'm single. I still go out all the time. I'm out. I I'm You know, I like to stay on the scene. I like to know what restaurants are happening. I go to all of them. I go, you know, to check out all the new bars. Yeah. You know, I just like to get out and figure out what's, you know, figure out what's new and what's happening in Nashville. But so this is going to be like, hey, man, bring your wives. I'll hook them up with, you know, people to take them shopping at all the like little boutiques that are off the beaten path. Sure. Like, you know, take care of them, you know, the guys, you know, make sure, you know, that we're not out at some farm somewhere or some camp. This is going to be in Nashville, downtown, Uh you know, like, you know, you you know, I don't want to name any specific locations because we're not there yet. But this is going to be a very like fun, great food, you know, restaurant hangs like this isn't going to be like, okay, come to this like, summer camp in August and, like, sweat your ass off. This is going to be, like, done. We're going to do this right.
0: Yeah, that sounds fantastic.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to put this whole thing together. And so that's the next – that's another another project. I'd like to do another record at some point and, you know, (laughs) just kind of – I'd like to just keep doing what I'm doing, honestly, just keep everything growing,
0: you know? Any word uh, on John Oates? Is he going to do any touring? Uh,
1: No, I I need – I haven't heard anything from him. I need to call him. I mean, he's staying busy doing all this stuff that he does. He's yeah. always got a good project going on, but um, he's done a bunch of stuff uh, remotely, of course, mm-hmm. you know, d- during COVID sure. and stuff. But sure. I need to call him. I, I, this is the longest I've gone without talking to him. It's been a couple of weeks. And uh, so, sure. and he's one of my best friends, man. I absolutely love that guy to death, and I miss him when I don't see him, you sure. know. Sure,
2: sure,
1: sure, sure. He's, uh, I, I can't say enough good things about that guy i could go on and on and on <laughs> he's the greatest person i've ever worked with I, and he, here here's another you know super arrogant statement i'll say while i'm on <laughs> here for you guys listening is uh when people walk up and go oh man okay cool you're a guitar player who do you play for I, and i'm and i so sick of hearing that i go i'll just tell him now i go hey man i said you know what and i'm kind of joking but but i'm not really i'll go Dude, I don't play for anybody. I play with a lot of people,
2: uh-huh.
1: yeah, and it's like, man, I learned a long time ago I don't want to be under somebody else's thumb, yeah that's only gonna allow me to do things that that you know are conducive to their schedule, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw the writing on that wall a long time ago, and I was <laughs> like, I'm like, man, you know it, it feels pretty good to do your own thing or get hooked up with somebody like John uh-huh. who is. You know he's got hauling oats, man. Yeah. So when we do, go do his stuff, you know we we tour a lot of times during the winter, and we'll go out for you know three weeks a month, and 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 then we're back, and we'll do some recording, and we'll do some gigs around Nashville, or me and him will do a couple duo gigs around the southeast, or might fly up to New York or something, do a couple duo gigs together,
2: uh-huh.
1: and man, it's perfect. Then I can go back to doing all the stuff that I do on the side, or. or or whatever just the more eggs in the basket right Yep, exactly and so if you put all your eggs in a touring basket and you're playing for somebody else yeah when they get sick or they want to take a week off or a year off or, or change if they want or change their direction or you know or if or if they have a gig that they go do every other year yeah And then you're off for a year. Well, you might as well, even if you lived in Nashville for 15 years, you might as well be starting at square one Mm -hmm. because you've been out of town. Yeah. Yeah. And so unless you're in town developing something that's well, and, and to be honest with you, you have to develop some ownership in something if you want to really get out from that that big thumb of some of somebody else's schedule uh-huh. you have to develop some ownership in something i don't care if it's anything from rental property to a song to a band mm-hmm. you have to cre- you have to create your own thing and that's the only way you're going to be able to get out from from you know working for somebody else yeah you yep. know yep you got to diversify you have to diversify and and man getting back to what we started talking about i mean embracing social media kind of on accident I just maybe I just like the attention I don't know but <laughs> but I thought it was a cool thing and I was like hey man this seems like something that 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 I need to get on and so I've had a girl working with me for a long time that takes care of it and yeah. she keeps me on a schedule and I've had some publicists over the years and different things for certain things and it all helps but man I you know yeah. it, it's just it's just something that I think was smart to get into and now a lot of older guys that that got really hurt this past year and I hate it, man. I mean, it sucks big time. Yeah. You know, it's, it really sucks because it's not anybody's fault. Oh no. I mean, most musicians do want to just tour and go play gigs and, and, and go home. But when you go a year without playing, you know, you have to play a bunch of hundred dollar gigs in a week to make a living. Oh Yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and so when Damn that crazy. when that
1: when that goes away, and and you're not making anything now, and you're you screwed. have zero, you yeah. have zero way to make a living, dude, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Yep. And so you know, I, I mean, I, I wake up every day and just go, "Good Lord, man, how grateful are you? How how lucky are you? How you know how you know yeah. fortunate are you to, to you know not only have uh, an income coming in, but to do better than I ever have in 2020." Yeah. Uh, you know, and so
0: yeah. Apart from from going out to the new restaurants, new new uh, new bars and stuff like that, what what do you do to like relax to to get away from it? Uh, I I don't
1: know. I mean, you know, I, I enjoy I do definitely enjoy some downtime. I mean, um, uh, I I I do enjoy being at my house. I live alone, and I I I do enjoy coming back after if I go out and run a bunch of errands or something, or go to a session or go work or do something during the day i definitely have to have a couple hours where i can just Decompense. chill at my house yeah. in the quiet yeah i don't listen to a lot of music at my house you know i'm i'm big on i listen to music in the car mm-hmm. i love to drive
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so uh you know i'll just sometimes i'll just if it's a beautiful day in nashville i'll jump in the car and just drive around you know see what new buildings are going up and kind of see what's going on crank up some music yeah and um, I like to go get coffee, man. I like to go up to my little <laughs> coffee shops and yeah. sit around and have coffee. And I'll, yeah. I'll usually end up running into, like, David Greer or Robin Ford or wow. guys like that at my yeah. coffee shop. I'll sit around and talk with them and and shoot the shit. And I'm, <laughs> I live in a pretty cool little neighborhood, man. There's a lot of little really great bars right up to uh, literally about a minute walk from where I'm standing right now on my front porch here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Really great restaurant called Cafe Rose. I'll go up there and have some food or couple cocktails or whatever and man and about six or eight months ago i started getting in better shape i needed to slim down a little bit i've never been a big guy but mm-hmm. i wanted to lose a little weight so i ended up getting in shave i lost about 20 pounds and wow. changed my diet so i like to cook at home now a uh-huh. little bit more and and i usually try to get up good get, get up and do about three miles of a uh you know uh walk jog kind sure. of thing you know yeah so i try to keep that going you know and just you know i like to travel i love to travel yeah. and so i love to travel when there's not a sound check attached to it
2: <laughs> and
1: so uh i do miss touring though i'd love to get on the road and do some gigs but i man, like i traveled more in 2020 than i have in the past couple of years i went to me and my family went to south africa Oh uh the early part of right when the pandemic started hitting we went to south africa because we had this uh Trip book uh, that hinged around a clinic that I was doing over there. Uh-huh. So we turned that into like a three and a half week excursion all over South Africa, and that's badass. Tried to get back, and we did. And so
2: Good.
1: uh, then I went to New Orleans for a while. Went to the Smokies, uh-huh. uh, over to Asheville, and went back down to New Orleans. Then went to Washington, and did some snowmobiling, and then uh, then I went to the Bahamas for my birthday for about ten days. And uh-huh came back and i I don't know man i just i love to travel and um <laughs> i don't know man I, i've just been kind of like i said i feel like i'm kind of semi-retired at 42 because i haven't been <laughs> doing anything but i've been able to make a living yeah that's that's fantastic i'm not complaining man yeah. you know i'm not bragging or complaining <laughs> if people want to
0: seek you out for lessons where where should they go should they go just straight man, to your website
1: uh yeah you know go to the website Go to Instagram, go to Facebook, go to all the obvious social media platforms. Uh, I'm trying to direct people uh, to my YouTube channel as well because um, uh, YouTube is the way of the future. I mean, it is the future. We're in the future. This is the future. (laughs) We're there, man. We're already there. And so, uh, yeah, just, you know, getting to be friends with guys like Rick Beata and the people he works with and realizing that, you know, YouTube is is really where it's at, you Mm -hmm. know, trying to build that channel and and put some cool content on there. Yeah. Working on doing a little lifestyle uh, backstage kind of documentary, uh, some content uh, with that kind of premise coming up soon, too. Uh Um, And but, yeah, just, you know, Facebook. Instagram is my favorite. Uh, of course, the website has all the information on there. You can email me and book lessons there, and, uh-huh. and all that stuff. I've got a couple records that I did that are pretty good. You can check those out. And, uh-huh. cool. Yeah, man. Just kind of. I'm lucky because my name is pretty unique. It's good <laughs> if you just want to find Guthrie Trap. You put in Guthrie Trap, and all the stuff comes up.
0: You know. Yep. Very good.
1: But um, it's so funny, man. I've got these guys. You know, a couple of the of the guys I play with, and and even some other guys around around town it's like you know they've got social media accounts but they don't they don't really work it you know and they're they're on there but they're not really very active you know and yeah yeah of course now they're like man i need to you know i need to redo my stuff and i need to get somebody to help me and i'm like yeah man let me know when you want to have the talk and
2: i'll
1: (laughs) i'll i'll tell you everything about it if you want you know not everything but i've learned a lot about it you know sure 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 and so and so the first thing I say is, look, man, don't put don't put your username up there as hot tubes forty <laughs> seven. Use your real name. People are trying to find you. Yeah. Why are you trying to hide from them? That's yeah. your first problem. Is why why would you put why would you go on Instagram and and me put like G trap seventy nine. It's like, no, I'm gonna put Guthrie Trap. I want people to find me on there. That's the yeah. point of this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not your it's not your email password. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you know? I mean, does that make sense? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's so crazy, man. But, you know, I don't know. I'm just I'm a I'm a shameless self promoter because that's a, that I that's how I make my living you know yep yeah exactly. and so I'm not trying to hide from anybody it's all out there you can exploit me and I'll exploit myself and <laughs> and like I said that that I put that all I put all that shit in a different category than the respect and the integrity for the music yeah that's not going to change that's going to stay there yep.
2: yeah
1: you know my love for music and my respect for music and my soul and my passion and my energy and fire for, for music is not going to change mm-hmm. yeah. just because I'm promoting myself on social media and a, and a YouTube channel does not mean I'm selling out.
0: Oh no, absolutely not. No, it's, it's, it's called survival in 2021. <laughs> <It's called> survival. <laughs> it is well, and, it, survival.
1: And, it, and, it, and at this point I feel like telling like some of the old guys that give me shit about it. I'm like, I just, I'm, I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm just going, I'm just going, man, you, you not you're, you're not getting it. You don't get it. Yeah. You know, and I'm like you. You you joke about it every time I see you, and I'm just gonna get into the point where I'm like, man, sorry, but you know, you're not. You don't get it. You know, you're gonna be in ten years. If you don't keep up with this shit, you're you're toast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know,
0: I hope they put money away for retirement.
1: (laughs) Unless you're unless you're happy renting a place and playing hundred dollar gigs. Yeah for For somebody, you yeah. know, and hey man, hey, look, dude, I say that fucking in six months, I could be back to playing hundred dollar gig, wishing I had hundred dollars gigs, I don't know what's gonna happen, I'm just saying that right
0: now, yeah, well you know,
1: I'm not saying I'm insulated from anything changing, trust me, that's not what I mean, yeah, I no, just I mean get it. i I just mean that i I've, I've i see the importance of trying to stay relevant and current,
0: yeah, no, I get it a hundred percent, yeah. What's my spiel? Yeah, well, it's been an honor to talk to you, Guthrie. I really appreciate you taking the time.
1: This (laughs) is well, I gave I I gave I gave you a lot of stuff. Yeah, you did. I don't know. It's like I know it's like drinking out of a fire hose. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) All right, you got it, man. Hey, thanks, Amelia. I'm flattered to be a part of it, and, and man, just I hope
0: I get an opportunity to meet you in person at some point here
1: i hope so man just uh, when you get to when you when your wheels land in nashville text me and and that's all you got to do that's all the heads up i need okay cool perfect all right yeah man thank you i'm i'm flexible (laughs) i like it (laughs) all All right right, man thanks thanks a
0: bunch yeah thank you all right see you buddy have a good evening then happy birthday your father
1: you too man thanks a million i'll tell him
0: okay good Okay, okay bye. bye bye thanks for listening to have guitar will travel you can catch up on all the things i'm doing at the deadlies.com and i'm on all the social media platforms as well and please support vintage guitar and all the wonderful things they do because they do many many wonderful things for us guitar players thanks please subscribe please tell a friend and i'll see you guys next week bye guys